Welcome to the other 420. And it's not the 420 you think it is. I'm Sue. And I'm Jill. And our show is about how someone in their 40s and 20s are navigating this crazy world together as Korean American professional women trying to figure out what is happening in our lives. So come join us for the ride. Welcome to the other 420. I'm Sue. I'm Jill. And this is episode number five. Five. It's been five weeks already. I know. That is, seems so fast. I feel like it was just yesterday we were doing our first episode and you could hear the laundry in the back. I know. I'm proud of us for keeping it going consistently. And welcome to our new listeners. Hopefully every week we get new listeners. Hopefully at least a couple. So we talked about what was exciting this week. Hmm, what was exciting this week? I feel like it flew by. It did. We went to Lululemon for our listeners. We did. So you finally used your gift cards that you got for your birthday. I know. And I am not a Lululemon person, but this um, summer I've decided to really be healthy and started to work out. I hate to work out, but I started working out and now it's a consistent enough where I feel different and look different I feel um but you've been pressuring me a lot to buy workout clothes I have and for her birthday I went joint with Virginia guy and we got you a lululemon gift card but the most frustrating thing was she bought two of the same black leggings and she's not going to even wear them for working out no I'm going to wear them to be out I feel like that's what people do but Lululemon is just, well, I think it, this is another example of um, the difference between you and me. So maybe somebody in their 40s versus 20s. I think about just wearing whatever I have to work out it's just because I want to get it done quickly and I'm not about what I look like versus mm-hmm. I feel like you're very, because um, we work out together, I feel like you're very thoughtful in what you wear. Yeah, if you look good, you feel good. And so for me, $100 for a pair of workout pants is crazy. 98 So that's why I decided to just get two black, what are they called, workout pants? Leggings. Leggings. And use them as my uh, weekend wear. So you said, how come you didn't wear it today? Because I bought two, so I can wear one on Saturday and one on Sunday. But that was so frustrating to see her. I told her, why don't you try on the tops? At least try a different color of leggings or maybe these cargo or like sweatpants or different types. She said, nope. No, I have my mom weekend wear. Now that it's going to be 60s and 70 degrees, it's perfect. Saturday and Sunday, you'll see me wearing one pair of Lululemon uh, black leggings with my Uggs and a sweater. And that's what I wear Saturday and then Sunday. So I'm I'm set for now for uh, all of the rest of fall and winter. Man, I, w- I was looking at the different leggings. And I was like, ooh, I can get brown. I can get green. You can get so many different colors. Yeah, no. I just feel like um, it's so expensive for that. Yeah. So I, I could go to Target and buy some workout clothes. But I do think because Lululemon, I mean, it was packed in there. It was packed. It's Lululemon. I guess it is. So that's what we, that was the exciting um, event for the week. Yeah, Halloween is coming up just next week. How are you feeling about that? Um, 
now that my kids are older, well, I see other families. There's some families that they all dress in common theme, which I think is so great, but we've never kind of been like that. I don't like to dress up. You know this. I don't like to wear, I don't even like to go to angel games and wear angel gear. I know we all once went to an angels game together. And we all wore Angel's gear but you. Yeah, and I I don't like to wear themed things. I don't like to dress up in costumes. So for me, it's never really about that. But my kids, I think we're all set. They all have costumes. And the funny thing is my kids love to be themed or dress up or Mm -hmm. wear, you know, whatever is what they're supposed to. But so, yeah, so does my husband. Do you guys have costumes already? No, uh, you're gonna be? You know I'm not going to dress up at all. What about the kids? The kids? Um, what are the kids going to be? Oh, uh, the girl will be uh, Wonder Woman. She saw this mm. costume like a month ago and is obsessed with it, which I think is weird since we don't watch any Wonder Woman things. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle boy, he is, I think he's going to be a banana from Fortnite. I think that's oh. what he asked for. And then... The oldest is going to be a stormtrooper because he has this really cool mask. Nice. So I think that's what it is. You know, it's nice because they're old enough now where we don't have to do the typical fall things. Mm -hmm. Um, The boys last year, we went to the pumpkin patch and they were over it. But this year, the girl, since she's only five, she went to the pumpkin patch on a field trip and my husband he chaperones so that was our fill for the pumpkin patch and so we don't need to go so that's what's kind of nice I think is that we only have a little pocket of time now where for the holidays and seasonal things that we'll do all of those instagrammy things and Mm -hmm. then she'll kind of get older and we won't do those things anymore which is kind of sad so we we do want to enjoy those enjoy it enjoy it so I don't think I have any specific Halloween plans but One of my friends and I, we decided we'll just take Instagram pictures and we decided to be sexy maids. Where are you going to take these pictures? In our houses. And make it look like we're having fun. And then you're going to post it on the internet? Of course. Have we talked about the internet? It's forever. (laughs) Why wouldn't you just go out to dinner? It's like a conservative sexy maid. Are you buying the costume? We bought accessories. So it comes with a little duster and like... A collar and an apron. Then what do you wear? A black short dress. Interesting. But yeah. you're not going anywhere? No, just for the pictures. Just for the pictures. For your friends on Instagram to see. Yes. That's interesting. So that's kind of what people do. We don't really go out because it's a Tuesday and we don't go trick-or-treating and we all have work the next day. So we just stay at home, dress up, take pictures, and we're done. I think that's the epitome of your the 20s generation. It is. Is that Instagram? Let's do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. In that memory, rather mm-hmm. than just creating that memory. Yeah, and on the weekends, we'll just go have fun. Interesting. I wonder, because I'm trying to think when I was in my 20s, there was no real, there wasn't Instagram. What was there? Polaroids? I guess there was Facebook, right? <laughs> Facebook, Facebook was the Instagram? I, I was guess it was like. New analog well i guess there was myspace but i didn't really do my use myspace you didn't do myspace no i don't even i think i guess that's the start of it but now it's just 
Instagram and TikTok, all of those things is just blown up. It's crazy. But you love it. You love being on Instagram and TikTok. I do because it's a very short way to learn something new. That is true. Or to, you know, uh, we're planning to go to Korea next summer and Japan. And it's a great way to see snippets of it and think plan. Mm -hmm. So that's been helpful. Yeah. But those are my Halloween plans. And I think that's kind of my personality, what I would want to do. And talking about personality, I wanted us to talk about enneagrams because we mentioned it in last week's podcast. And I know you were like, oh, what's an enneagram? And I'm like, well, that's a perfect podcast topic to introduce you and our listeners to it. So enneagram what is a personality test, right? It's just like MBTI, but it's different where it's nine personality types and it's it's mostly based on kind of who you are like biologically. So if it's nature versus nurture, it's more nature, but it does state that there's probably influences of nurture. Um, but yeah, it's just another personality typing. I know you had me take it. And I think there's a lot, this test, there was a lot more questions that were pretty straight out. But the interesting thing is when you answer it, it's not a yes or no, it's a scale rating. Yeah, it is a scale rating. So I think a scale rating actually allows for more accuracy, probably. But once your results came out, do you think yours is pretty accurate? Well, I think so compared to the summaries of there's nine, right? Yeah, there's nine. So the first one is the perfectionist. And I think characteristics of that is being principled, purposeful, self-controlled, um, like really craving to be perfect. And the second type is the helper. And I think... I know a lot of type twos. Um, they're very generous, like people pleasing. Um, they just always want to help others and they would even put others first before them. Um, three is the achiever, which is what you got. Um, they're very driven people, like excelling and success driven. Four is the individualists. Um, they're very expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, temperamental, Five is the investigator, and they're innovative, secretive, but also isolated. And type six, which is what I am, I'm the loyalist. So it's they're responsible, but we're also anxious and very suspicious. Um, seven is the enthusiast, spontaneous, versatile, like all over the place. Um, eight is the challenger, self-confident, decisive, also confrontational. And the last one is the peacemaker which is being receptive, complacent, um, just wanting to make sure everybody's okay. So when I look at the nine, I guess I am, I do feel like I am a three, which mm -hmm. is the achiever. I guess for me, the only reason I was a little surprised is because I don't think I'm it's so it's adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. I don't really mm -hmm. think I'm driven, but I guess I, because I feel like I could like career-wise do more or have done more, but I think you're very driven and I think people would say that you're very driven. Yeah. For me, when I think of a female driven person, I think of like a CEO of a company. But, which is funny, not all CEOs are type 3s achievers. 
you know, I think that's also based, that could be a facade too. But you, I think you are a true three. And I think even Jim over here, he's nodding his head. You are very driven um, and you do excel at many things and you just want to be like the best that you can be. Which is so funny because I don't think I am a competitive person. No. So it's not about other people. I do think it's about me. But I think I also am very um, specific or particular about I don't need to actually be driven in a lot of areas. Like for like working out, for example. I don't, I have a friend, she works out every single day and wants to work out and is driven by having being fit and uh, that's not me I do mm-hmm. not have to be like that but I guess for me it's more about work mm-hmm. what does that look like one thing that I think is the most true about me is I am very adaptable yeah I can't adapt to any situation and I mm-hmm. think that's why like work-wise like I'm never a person that s- complains about their boss or the situation because I just kind of adapt to it yeah, that's true. I think even when you have things thrown at you, you don't get scared or you don't try to avoid, you face it and you're like, okay, then how can I change or how can I dab? So I think that is very you. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that's like a survival thing mm-hmm. more than anything, but I do think that, um, maybe, it's so funny because it's success oriented and, you know, I think it's about what do we define as success? That's kind of my big pondering all the time. So, but what do you define as success for yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think, I think cause we're, I'm still in the middle of like in the middle of being a parent, you know, my kids are still young or in the middle of being a wife or in the middle of your career, it's hard to see what success is at this point. But even you being a mom, I think you want to be the best mom that you can. I don't think for you, it's not the best mom overall. It's how can I be the best mom that I can? Because I see the effort that you put into your kids' lunches and then their after-school activities and that's all for them and you want to be the best mom and you're really driven in that. So I can see characteristics characteristics of that even with you being a mom. Yeah, I, and I think that, um, I think for me, it's am I doing the best for this person? Mm-hmm. The same thing with work. You know, I don't take time off from work. I don't um, ever take advantage of others you know I want to do my best Mm -hmm. because I don't want to let other people down so similarly to that when you talked about at your best I kind of did a deep dive into both of our enneagrams and so it says at your best a type three is self-accepting inner directed and authentic Um, and they are modest and charitable Um, And they have a fullness of heart and they're very gentle. But at your worst, you fear failure and humiliation. Um, I guess they're willing to do whatever it takes to at least have the illusion that you are being, that you are successful. But on like a normal day, you're just highly concerned with 
how you are perceived and I think you package yourself to seem like you are successful and efficient um so I think that's what would you agree yeah you know I don't know I don't ever think about what other people think about me Mm -hmm. but maybe too it's partly because I don't really get tons of negative feedback yeah and I'm not in situations where people give me negative feedback, even my whole 20 years. Or when I do get feedback, I instantly take it so that I can change yeah. for better. So um, I don't know necessarily. I don't really have a fear of failure and being humiliated. But I do am always willing to do what it needs to be done to be successful. And to not let people down, I think. Has there been a time that you haven't been successful? And when was it like difficult for you? Well, it goes back to this idea of success, right? Um, so I don't necessarily, thinking back of my 20 years in my career, I don't think about there has been a time of failure. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a person who takes any opportunity to do better. So if something Mm -hmm. goes wrong, I don't dwell on that. I think about, okay, what can I do to make it better? So that's where I think my personality trait of being adaptive and kind of thinking about how can I be my best self. Mm -hmm. In that way, you have to be reflective. But it also says your basic fear, I mean, of a type three is to be worthless or ignis insignificant and to disappoint others i think that's true not necessarily the worthless but value right am i contributing to this greater Mm. good i think that is something that you know i always even as a parent i think um my job is not to raise kids who are happy and successful you know my job is to raise kids who will be agents of change and make the world mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Like I really do think that I want my kids to contribute to society in a great way because I know that if they do that, they will be successful. Yeah. So I do think that um, that's kind of how I view my personality and mm-hmm. what that takes. So yeah, I mean, I think this is pretty close. What's yours? Yours is, what did we say? I am a type six, Six. the loyalist. So for me, I'm motivated by fear and the need for security. Actually, loyalists are the most common, I think, that I've heard. I value friendship, loyalty, um, but also type sixes are kind of the worst case scenario thinkers, which is true. I do think of always the worst. Um, We like to be, be prepared. Um, so our strengths is being committed, practical, witty, um, always prepared, but our faults are that we can be anxious and sometimes struggle with self-doubt. But do you think you're like that professionally? Professionally? Versus personally. Professionally, I don't think so because I don't really get anxious and doubt myself, but I think personally, like, Yes, for sure. I I looked at the basic fear, which is to be without security and support. And I think, you know, personally, like I really crave and desire to feel secure in my friendships, feel secure even within my career and life decisions that I'm doing. Like I need to feel 
okay and know that I have support and people like on my side and backing me up. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if this would be different if you had a steady boyfriend for a long time. Hmm. I think, is there a reason why I don't have a steady boyfriend? Because I crave that security so much and maybe they they feel too overwhelmed. Like you're suffocating them. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like you're holding on, they know. I know because my basic desire is to have security, you know? So I think... What worked in my relationships, I think about my two longest ones that were um, two years and even a little over a year, I felt so secure in them. Like I felt secure in myself. I felt secure in the guy and secure in our relationship. And a lot of times the most recent relationships I've had, I didn't feel secure in them. I think with Virginia guy, I told you like there wasn't a moment where I felt like uh, this is going to last or oh yeah, this guy's here to stay. Like I always felt like at any second he could just walk away. And I'm thinking about how you shared earlier that you grew up moving from one place to the other. Mm -hmm. So you were constantly kind of a new person at school. So I wonder mm -hmm. if that ties to security, this idea of security. Yeah. Like nature I, versus nurture kind of thing. Right, because I don't think I had a lot of security growing up of course I had like my mom dad my loving, brothers yeah. and I knew that they loved me but there was so much uncertainty in my childhood like maybe we could have gone back to Korea or we're gonna move somewhere else or you know there were times when we had to live apart from each other like there was a lot of unstableness and we never knew the future and with that maybe I really craved to know like what's gonna come next and always being prepared for the worst I think that's true because your strength says committed, practical, witty, great in crisis, and always prepared. I would say you're very resilient. Mm -hmm. So that resilience comes from that just being able to pick yourself up and handling what is given to you. Mm -hmm. But the self-doubt part's interesting. I don't really see you ever really have tons of self-doubt. But maybe that's in relationships. I think in relationships, like when I don't have that security, I say, you know, what went wrong? Why why don't I have that security? So I guess in that sense, self-doubt, but not self-doubt in the way of, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? I don't think I doubt myself in that way. Well, I think you're very, um, like with friendship, I always say your friendship is very, how your friends are very interesting in how you like, your time with them mm -hmm. or what you do and who mixes like you don't mix friends we've talked about that yeah you kind of you know have one friend that you do one thing with another friend with, that you do another thing with but i feel secure in that yeah because you know the routine right and then so it's like if i'm gonna go out clubbing on fridays i know that one friend is gonna do it with me if i want to just do errands i have a different friend and if I have something specific I want to talk to you about, I can go to this friend. So in that way, I do like to have that secure feeling. Whereas I think if I was, I had a big friend group and I didn't really have like a best friend or, you know, just this one friend I go to this thing for, like it would be really unstable. I'll be like, who do I go for if I'm having relationship troubles? Who do I go for if I'm having job struggles? Like, with that, I wouldn't know, but with my friends and how I, you know, kind of divide it up, I feel so much security. The real question is, do you think 
we have different type based on our age. Like, do you think hmm. in your 30s, when you're married, you will be a different, have a different Enneagram? I thought about that, but when I was deep diving into Enneagrams, it, it says that we can find ourselves in different ones, but there's always one that will be the main type, and usually it doesn't um, change often. Like MBTI is more fluid um, versus Enneagram, I think, is more um, solid and you stay with the same one, but maybe possibly. Yeah, because I'm thinking about my 20s and 30s and 40s, and I don't think it would have changed because I, I don't think, for example, um, you know, um, like you, like the type nine is receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned. Like that's not me. The peacemaker. I'm not a peacemaker. No, so and I, you're not I, the challenger. Yeah, either. I'm not, and I'm not the investigator. And yeah. you know, I'm not really a helper, people pleasing. So I think pretty like I'm sure I will be the same. But the difference, though, for me versus you is my life has always kind of been the same. You know, I've been with my husband since I was 17 and he's 18. Yeah. So I don't know, would I be different if I was single in my 20s and got married in my 30s? Maybe you would, maybe you would be different. Um, But yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it, you do have a lot of stability in your life. In that way. Yeah. Growing up, we were like you and not, you know, and had a yeah. lot of instability. But I also think... That's why when I can be in control of, I mm-hmm. am. Because you know, if there's a problem, I'll have 10 different ways to fix the problem. Yeah, you And will. so I never let go of that control, I guess that is true, of just mm-hmm. letting life take its path. I also, also believe that you can kind of do things to help guide it. Because you're that driven. I remember with anything that I have in my life, she's always like, what are you going to do next? And I, I give her an excuse and she's like, uh, 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 what are you going to do? And so with that, I think you are very driven and you look at the next steps and that's why you are so successful. Oh, I think not wallow. I don't like to wallow. She hates people who wallow. wallow. Yeah, for sure. We don't want to wallow. But I do think that this is actually, I actually think that like the personality, the colors, all of those mm-hmm. the tests are good. For friendships and relationships, because it does tell you about somebody, you know, and I think a lot of times conflict arises because we don't have the other person's perspective. I know. I'm looking at my worst and it says at my worst, I find myself, you know, defenseless. And if I feel like I ruined my security, I become panicky. Um, and I think that's true. Like, I think once I felt, I think about the most recent situationship I had and I think once I realized oh maybe he's not into it as much as I am I think that's when I made certain choices that I'm not that proud of and maybe kind of sabotaged it yeah I'm trying to think about what is Jim I think Jim actually is a type five the investigator we'll we'll have him take it and oh let's see Jim already took it and what what he's what an eight challenger Oh, the peacemaker. No, nine, the peacemaker. Yeah, I could totally see him being the peacemaker. Really? Because he angers me so many times. Well, I can't. It's not peaceful for maybe me. Maybe not your peace, but I could totally see that. The peacemaker, huh? Receptive, reassuring. You know, my brother is also a peacemaker. Resigned. 
Um, but it bugs me. <laughs> but you know what? That is true because whenever I talk trash about somebody to him, he never agrees with me. I my brother too. He just sits there like a peacemaker I when know. I want someone to be fired up like me. I my brother too. So, sorry, I just I got so angry there. But maybe you're meant with the I think you're actually meant for a peacemaker. Let's look for a peacemaker maker. Uh, but they're hard to find. You think? They're cuz you need a lot of patience. You know, hopefully, maybe when you get back on the dating apps, they'll have this question and we can look for a peacemaker because you're very compatible with your brother and with Jim. I am very compatible. But talking about compatibility, I like that our compatibility because I think we're soulmates. It's not a common pairing. Yeah, I could (laughs) see that. It is not a common pairing, but we work well as a team. So on the positive side... Threes bring hard work, optimism, um, a great energy, and a desire to communicate and connect with others, and a feeling of unlimited potential. Um, And you bring an enormous sense of self-confidence. While sixes, I bring grounding, hard work, perseverance in difficult times, and personal loyalty. And I also bring warmth and support. I think that actually suits us. Pretty much. But I also mm-hmm. think that um, because we have more like a big sister, little sister relationship that mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's fine that we're not super compatible because it's also a different dynamic, I think. I know. There's times when we bet, butt heads. Yeah. But it's also like generational yeah. or just experience wise. But hopefully our um, listeners all will take this and learn a little bit more about themselves. I hope they learned a little bit about us. I know, and I hope that you can take this podcast and take the survey yourself. I mean, you can take it, but don't pay for it. They give a sneak peek. Yeah. Um, so just look at the sneak peek and then do your own research. But take it, see what your partner, what your sibling, mm-hmm. your friends have, and kind of have the same conversations that we did. Yeah, because Jill and I, one thing, we are very thoughtful in just who we are and why we do things and just... We will always want to be our best selves. So I think part of understanding how to be your best self is understanding you. That's right. So we hope everyone enjoyed and uh, we will uh, talk to you again. In November. November.